and we continue along here in Cheshben HaNefesh, Perek Shlishi, and we're up to number five. The fifth Cheshben HaNefesh, what else do we have to contemplate? We're up to number five, the fifth contemplation. And here, as we said, this is really a continuation of last night, continuation of the previous Cheshben, which was number four, to realize the greatness that Hashem in His kindness has given us a guidebook. Hashem gave us the Torah. And in the Torah is everything. Everything we have to know, how to deal with things, is all found in the Torah. Most importantly, how to live our lives. What to do, what not to do. In order to be able to live and feel fulfilled and satisfied in this world and ultimately in the next world. V'achamishi in the fifth person, now that he knows that he has the Torah, the Torah was given, we have to contemplate in Navshe with himself. He has to feel that maybe he's a little guilty that he has delayed in trying to understand Hashem's Torah. We have this wonderful Torah. You have all of these books you have a whole Chamisha Chumsha Torah. You have 24 books of Tanakh, Torah, Nevi'im, Ksuvim. You have the whole Shisha, Sidri, Mishnah, all of Mishnayas, all of Shas. And why have we not taken to it? Why have we been delaying? Why have we been procrastinating, taking up certain areas of learning and studying it like we could and like we should? Or, oh, we've been a little bit relaxed. We've taken it easy. Even those of us who do learn. But sometimes we have to know that we're guilty, that we are a little bit lackadaisical in our approach to the learning. Do we take it seriously? Do we want to understand every word? Doesn't matter how much we cover, but in what we're learning, do we understand it? Or do we say, you know what, I'm not so sure if I understand this, this sentence, this paragraph, this Rashi and Chumash, this thought. I'm not sure if I understand this Amr of Gemara. It's within our grasp. We're not talking about something that is beyond us. The Vilnagain once about a certain passage in the Gemara and Sukkah said that he knows of an earlier great scholar, one of the earlier Rishonim, fasted, many fast, many tanesim, just to be able to be shown from heaven what the pshat in this passage is. The Vilnagain says he was privy to it. He understood it in its in its totality, in its truthfulness. But those were at least people that they understood. They really wanted to understand it. They wanted to understand what does this passage mean? What is this message conveying? And if they couldn't understand it, it was just their sheer intellect then they begged Hashem to open up their minds, open up their eyes to be able to see the Pshat in the Torah. So we're not at that level, certainly not. But are we just going very relaxed and cavalier towards the Torah when we do learn and when we, when we at least do engage in Torah study? Is it b'menuchas nafshay? Is it with a relaxedness? We're not really understanding the subject matter. So he tells us a little bit of a sharp rebuke, something that's very true, we'll, we'll admit this rebuke is true. 
Let's say we would get a letter in the mail or a book in the mail and it was written by a very prestigious king. But it was a prestigious king who we know is was tremendously honorable, very wise, was known for his wisdom, was known for his greatness in generosity. And he also had great secrets that he shared in whatever subject it is. But he was from a time gone by from a few hundred years ago. And therefore the wording is hard to decipher. It's a little bit of different language. It's written in a different style. But let's say we would be unclear to the understanding of this letter or this book from this king because we're unfamiliar with the writing, we're unfamiliar with the words. Because it's extremely deep. And the sublimeness of some of the messages. Just the whole style of writing is not something that we're so familiar with. But we, we know the greatness of this king and what it would mean that if I could understand this this letter from the king, especially if it was written to me, this letter, or if it was a book that was written for something that really would per- that pertains to me, what would a person do? A person would put his whole heart and his whole mind if he would understand, he would take it to somebody who knows this language, knows this style of writing, and say, please explain this to me. He would get other books to be able to compare words and sentence structure to be able to decipher this message because it's so great what this has, what this king has to tell us. And after all, he's a king. And it would pain us very much if we wouldn't be able to understand it. We would be so upset. I wish I could understand it. There's so much depth over here. There's so much richness of thought over here. I wish I could understand it. Like the story that the Vilna Gain said about his predecessor, who indeed fasted to be able to understand just one line, one extra line in the Gemara. And this, we would do this even if it was a book written by a simple mortal being, someone also who one day will die, just like us. He's great, he's royalty, he's, he's a king, but he's also a flesh and blood. He's also a mortal human being. And if we would yet do that, and we would go painstakingly to try to figure out the message and the wisdom conveyed in that book. How much more so, double the effort, to understand the book of God Himself. Not only is this a book that Hashem gave us and Hashem wrote, but it's also something that pertains and gives us life, gives us sustenance here in terms of our life and saves us from things that we shouldn't be doing, could save us from a life of eternity that could be blackened and dark. Instead, it's full of light and connection. I'm like the Pesach says in the Torah, this is your life, the life in this world. And the 
length of your days. It's the it's life in this world and life in the next world. That's the Torah. And every bit of Torah, first of all, not only the message that the direct message that it gives us, but the way that we're going to be able to survive. Number one, in being resurrected when Mashiach comes, the Gemara tells us in the end of Ksubis, it's through the dew of Torah. A person must have a connection to learning Torah in order for that dew of Torah to drop down on him and resurrect the soul. And all of our connection in the next world will be also through the learning of Torah. So whether it's uh, we're learning Hilchas Shabbos to know, am I allowed to put this pot back onto the stove or back onto the blech or not? Something that's pertinent for right now. Or maybe it's an esoteric idea in the Torah. But it's Torah that's going into our neshama and giving us life in the next world. That's what we say every day. Hashem, you have given us everlasting life you have implanted within us by us learning Torah it gives us eternal life and now he says again a little bit of an admonition here he says how have you permitted yourself my brother to be ignoring it for the longest time and only to be satisfied with your level of learning Torah only things that are basic, that are easily understood, that are readily understood, and I don't want to go further than that. Again, if a person is not capable of that type of depth, a person is not capable of learning Gemara, or learning deeper Torah, he's not obligated to do that. He can't go beyond our capability, our capacity. But if it's really something that was in our reach, but we're just a little bit lazy. It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more mental strain. For that, how could you just skimp on understanding it and just be satisfied with the basic understanding, what's readily understood, the and you're very cavalier and about everything else. You could see blatantly the, the lack that there isn't a, such a person. The the lowliness that there is in such a person. The emptiness that we have if we just approach the Torah with an attitude of, yeah, whatever I can get out of it, just a little bit is fine. I'm okay for that. There's so much more. The Torah is so rich. And if whatever was within our reach, we have to push ourselves. And slowly push ourselves a little further each day, each day, to understand and grasp more of Hashem's Torah. And he compares it very interestingly. This really could be compared to something that is written in the Sefer Daniel, the book of Daniel, where he writes in Aramaic, to the gods of silver and gold, of of copper and iron, which means the gods of all the money, and stones, these are gods that don't see and they don't hear and they don't know they don't have a mind of their own but oh you praise those gods and as you took out a book from the library of how to become a millionaire and you you worked over that and you read it till you till you understood it and if it wasn't clear there were some equations in there that weren't clear oh but you 
you went over a well, or you you got engrossed into a wonderful novel, you couldn't put it down because it was so exciting. So this is this book you praise, but but to the God who your Nishaman is in his hand, and all of your ways are in his control. You didn't praise. This is the chastisement of the of the book of Daniel. Daniel is saying that you praised all of these other books. And it's almost like saying, if you take out these books written by some king who you knew to be such a wise man and has so much to share from his wisdom, and you deciphered and you painstakingly went over to understand its message. And that's almost sort of like you're looking to foreign gods. You're looking to the gods who give out gold and silver. It's almost like saying that if you put in more effort to the other books in our lives, it's like serving Avedazara. It's like idol worship, that we pay homage and praise to these other books, but yet the book of Hashem is collecting dust on the shelf. Or we're just giving a quick look, and it's just good, I'll just read it once, and it's, I'm satisfied with that. We have to make a cheshben on nefesh. We have to contemplate. Is there more Torah that I could have? Is there more that I could apply myself to understand it at a deeper level? That's this cheshben on nefesh number five. To appreciate the Torah that Hashem has given us and the way of appreciating it is to understand this is the real book of the king. It's the king of all kings. Every day in Shema we say, that the words written over here today should be on your heart today. They were written. They were written thousands of years ago. The Torah preceded the world. It means that every day we have to approach the Torah as if it was a letter that I received directly, personally, from Hashem today. That's the attitude that the Torah wants us to have towards the learning of Torah. Agutenacht.